Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Mike and I here on Strategic Planning as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to tackle a topic that was brought up to Mike by one of his clients, actually. So about about budgeting and really just home building and questions from that standpoint, uh, what to do as a young family and things of that nature. So we're going to get into all that. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing this week? Well, we're doing good. Uh, just had a lot going on in our family. And also, you know, it makes me think a little bit about uh, this topic that we're going to discuss today as far as home building and all that and having family around you. So yeah, good good to uh, have a, a good plan and, and things in place to help take care of family. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things where, you know, it is a great question actually for, you know, for different times of our life. So what are some of the important things to know and think about when budgeting as a young family? Uh, that's kind of the genesis there. And also what is the process for building a house? You know, the budgeting, financing, land ownership, uh, so on and so forth. And Mike, you work with, obviously, a lot of times our conversations are around retirees or pre-retirees, but you do work with people of all ages. Yeah, we do. Uh, and really love doing that. It's exciting uh, to see young couples, young uh, singles getting started out in life or maybe a, a little further along the way, you know, wherever they come to you. But uh, we have a lot of our, our clients uh, over the years that have introduced us to their children and their children have introduced us to their children. So yeah, we're working wild. with third generation in some cases. That's awesome. It is. And, uh, you know, you know, to see the legacy uh, of the family move along. And I mean, I'm not talking about the money aspect, but just really the teaching, the beliefs, the ideas that have passed through the family. And it's really exciting to see that. And of course, I've seen in my own family having grandchildren too. That's a little scary because I think about all the things I may have not done so well <laughs> and what I might have passed on that I wish I could have stopped. Well, you know uh, what, Mike? They, we, we don't come with manuals. We do the best yeah, that's we can, right. you know? <laughs> And obviously That's you've right. done a pretty darn good job because you've got like a whole like, you know, herd. We got a load of them. That's <laughs> you got right. A load That's of right. them. So you've done a pretty good job, my friend. Um, I think uh, that I think you're in good you're in good shape there. So let's let's dive into a couple of these things. Okay. See if we can highlight some things for folks, shall we? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Um, so what would you say, Mike, would be a, an over you know, arching response to these kinds of questions. Like when somebody says, Hey, you know, how do we do this general thing of budgeting for as a family or how to get into our first house and so on and so forth? What's kind of the overarching theme? Yeah. Um, this question came from someone who is married, has some kids and all that kind of stuff. And they're, uh, wanting to make sure that they're doing the right things. And of course, then you see the follow-up question about building a house. And I think that's where probably a lot of this is coming from. They've talked to me about this. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I, I'd say as far as just an overarching theme would be, you want to be on the same page with your spouse, right? Now, you know, if you're single, that's a different conversation there because you want to be on the same page with yourself there. Well, but, um, you know, you, you're thinking ahead as to what life might be like uh, going down the road too. But in this particular question, there's a couple. And so you, you want to both be thinking uh, that you're headed in the same direction. You don't want to have one trying to save and the other, you know, just not really being paying attention to it or, or spending uh, out of control or what have you. So you, you got to plan, you know, what, what are the goals that we're aiming at? I mean, is, is, is a house a situation that you want to um, build? In this case, they, this couple happens to own a house currently, but they'd like to build somewhere else. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, and that's a process. I mean, a lot of people think about building, they think, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'd ever really want to build the house. Let me just buy something somebody else has already. And some people will say that they look forward to it. And once they've done it, they'll never do it again. So, yep, exactly. So there's all kind of uh, responses to that, Mm -hmm. but you know, if, if that's a goal uh, to build the house that you want to build and have it done the way you want to do it and all that kind of stuff, be located where you want to be, you want to lay that out pretty well together and make sure that you are aiming the same direction. But over all of that, you know, being on the same page, having the goals identified and, and, and defined uh, that you're aiming at, and, and in this case, specifically the house building, but it can encompass a lot of other things. But the mindset is crucial for accomplishing goals that are things that are going to stretch you. And most people think when they're younger that building a house, that's a stretch. And sure, yeah. usually it is. You yeah, know, that's a lofty goal. It is a lofty goal. So, um, you know, the mindset is crucial. What I mean by that is, it's really funny. I was a psych major in in college, and really, uh, I was in a yeah, uh-huh, I was in a sociology class one time, and I used that term mindset. Now, this is back in the early '70s when I'm saying this, and the professor, you know, he's a doctor of sociology or whatever. He says, "What does mindset mean?" And it blew me away because I thought. Gee whiz, I thought that was kind of a common term. <laughs> um, but I think what he really meant was he just said, define it so we know that you know what you're talking about. So it, a mindset is, is simply um, how you're committed in yourself to looking at things. Um, is it with a commitment that I am going to accomplish this? And really nothing is going to get in my way, you know, within reason. I mean, obviously there are things that can come along. You realize, oh, wait, that wasn't right. And and so the mindset then is make the mid-course correction to stay on track as much as is possible. Or if it comes to the point where it's obvious it's a discard, you discard it. But the mindset is I'm going to, if it's build this house and, and you feel like that is really what you should be doing then you, your mind is, I'll do the things necessary to make that happen, which may mean sacrificing in other areas, foregoing certain things, uh, opportunities, you know, what have you. So okay. All right. that's, that's crucial. That's crucial. All right. Well, then let's go through some key ingredients of a young family's budget then. So you've got some bullet points here. Let's tack through these and, uh, and share those with the folks. Okay. You know, the first one is it almost seems like, really, you're going to really talk about insurance? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, um, because, you know, if if you have the time to live, you've got a job and you're able to stay in it and you have the excess funds to be able to save. And uh, you, that goes for as long as we anticipate it going which is for a nice long life period of time. Then that works without having insurance, right? But people die early. Um, you know, Mike, get hurt. It, it, it's mm-hmm. true. Uh, definitely, you know, not too long ago, a friend of mine, his sister in law, she's 25 mm-hmm. years old, sitting at the table, having mm-hmm. a conversation with her three children and her husband, and had an aneurysm pop, and she died right there in front it's of everybody. There. Right. I right. mean, I, I can't even imagine how traumatic that must have been oh. for these poor kids. Uh, Same here. Yeah, this has got to yeah. be phenomenal. And without insurance, you know, what, what's he going to do with three small children? You know? Right. It just compounds things. So yeah. it doesn't have to be the most expensive Cadillac sure. deal with all the bells and whistles on it. You just need some something life insurance protection to provide for income continuation and paying mm-hmm. for a place to live and educating the kids and, you know, just all those kind of things that you, you do if you're around with a job, yep. making a living, saving, and all that kind And of that's stuff. the basic thing we think about is life insurance when we're first starting out in life anyway, right? So mm-hmm. that's you know kind of just a basic coverage, making sure you're doing that. 
to cover those things. And I think, you know, I see on number two on your list, Mike, you talk about emergencies. Hopefully yeah. the pandemic taught us that a little bit. Hey, maybe we need to have a little bit of money set aside for the truly unknown. Right, right. I mean, what if you do lose your job in a situation like that or yeah. something else? I mean, so th- there's there's that need as to have some funds set aside. Usually three to six months of expenses is what's recommended. But, mm-hmm. you know, it just depending on your circumstance. If you're self-employed, you might want to have a little more than that set aside. And, you know, as part of that and how you get there is being a regular saver. True. Create a habit of putting money aside. Get an automatic plan where money's put into savings automatically each time you get paid. Yeah. Pay uh, your future self like 25 bucks or 50 bucks and whatever you can afford, right? Something. Yeah, exactly. Get started no matter where you are. I, and I've had people... I'm trying to think about the smallest, maybe ten or fifteen dollars. Said I just, I, that's all I can save. I said, great, do, do it. it. Let's get it going. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. So, and 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 the the nice thing is, is it goes back to mindset. If you create that habit, and your mind is set on accumulating an emergency fund, accumulating funds for uh, building a house, for um, getting a retirement plan going, and and getting a match from an employer, all those kinds of things. If that's your mindset. When you see that beginning to be accomplished and it becomes a little more than just a few bucks in the bank or in an investment account or in your 401k, yeah, it gets exciting. It does. And it pushes you forward. It challenges you. It encourages you. It's, it's a psychological thing. I mean, you know, uh, it, you're getting there and you say, wow, I can realize this. Yeah. If you, so, if you do it in the, oh, it's $15, big deal. But then right. like, but then after a while you go, hey. All that fifteen dollars has added up to this little number here. That looks pretty good. Let me see if I can get to this next number. And so exactly, on yeah, exactly what it is. So that's it's a it's a good good way to go at it. So yeah, and absolutely. I and I briefly touched on you know taking advantage of employers matching retirement plans. So you get that For regular sure. savings uh, habit going. If the employer matches, boy, please put in you know what what it takes to get, get the, full the match. free money. That's right. hundred yeah. percent return on your dollars. What a deal, you know, and then you get that all invested yours and theirs and, and get to earn more. So, you know what the best part about free money is, it's other people's money. <laughs> it's, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and along those lines too, save for your retirement first and don't start putting lots of money in accounts for children's education. Um, True. You know, make sure you're on track. Now, I don't, I don't mean don't say for your children's education. No, no, I'm no. Just saying, make yeah. sure you're on track for your retirement. That doesn't mean that if uh, you know you got to have X dollars to in today's money to right. be able to get the, to retirement at a certain age. That you got to be putting all the money aside right now. That it's going to take on a monthly basis to get there. I mean, you can grow into it. Right? Yeah, because we can make you know we could argue about the 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 state of the collegiate systems and finding mm-hmm. and the costs and everything all day long. But the fact remains is you can boil it down to this: you can borrow money for your kid's education. You cannot borrow money to retire on. That's it. That's it. Period. And, so. and there are a lot of other ways to do the child's education besides going to college or borrowing money or doing whatever. Right. I mean, and but fundamentally, at least there's that. Like I said, we could debate yeah. other things all day long. We'll do that in exactly. another podcast. But you can't go to the bank and say, hey, can I have 200 grand for my retirement? <laughs> <laughs> right. They're not going to give it to you more than likely. So Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're going to turn that one away. So, um, yeah, uh, those, those are some things okay. that are key ingredients, um, uh, you know, and, and of course get your house settled. I, I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're going to stay in one place, uh, you know, think about what is, is it time to, you know, as we move into this other question, I guess, about building the house, is it time to build your final house or is it a stepping stone if you're going to build, uh, and maybe a learning process to 
for maybe when you sell that and build the final house, maybe, or some of that. Or if you're like me as a kid, we never, well, we actually did build one house, I think. Yeah, we did build one house down in Florida when we moved there. But, you know, we were moving about every two years. Uh, my dad's job did that. And, um, you know, the, the house situation was more like, well, roll this one into the next one and roll that one into the next one. I mean, you know, if you're going to be in one place, great. If you're going to be moving around, great. Just figure out how is it that we're going to get the house situation settled so that we do know how that's going to be taken care of during our working years and then moving on into retirement. Yeah, so exactly. Just be well, thinking about that. Definitely. Well, let's finish it up then, Mike, with that conversation on how do you build a house? Uh, is it like, you know, is it like, uh, how you do, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? One bite right? at a time. <laughs> so you do a little bit here and there on a, on That's a house. Right. Yeah. You know, that there's a lot to it. So, uh, what kind of bullet points have we got? Yeah. So going back to the mindset thing, I'd say save like crazy to accumulate a sizable down payment. I mean, just save like crazy. If that's, if your mindset is we're going to build this house, we know that's the right thing to do for our family at this time. Do that. Don't just think, uh, we'll just, we'll get started and we'll figure it out. That just leads to all kinds of stress and doing things that are not in your best interest. You know, like trying to grab money from this credit card or that card to do this or getting loans from family or, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So if you can't save a sizable down payment, then you, you know, you probably are not in a place where you do want to get into home ownership per se, because there's a lot of ongoing expenses. And if you're having trouble just getting the money for the down payment, you're going to probably have trouble taking care of that house once you get it in place because things just happen. You know, systems go out. Now on a new house, usually it takes a longer time for that, but you know, you get a new house and the furniture you have in the other place doesn't fit. So you got to get new furniture for that. You know, there's a lot of pressures and and pulls uh, when you are doing a new home uh, like that. Yeah. So that that would be the first thing is okay. just really focus on in preparing to go there, save like crazy, and then talk to a good mortgage broker. Um, you know, I've got Big a guy time. that I work with that's just phenomenal and has helped me uh, with mortgages in the past and and many many of my clients to um, uh, you know figure out what is what makes sense. You know, this is the house we want to build. We have this plan. Whatever is. A builders told us it's going to cost this amount, or you know, we we've seen it somewhere else. And um, what does that look like in our situation? A mortgage broker, a good mortgage broker, in conjunction with the uh, CFP, so, you know, because they get they come back to me and ask me a lot of questions about them. Um, they they can put together a good creative financing plan for you usually. So talk to them, find out what what's it look like. Uh, will a mortgage fit into my budget at this price range and all that sort of stuff? Uh, and what are what are all the costs going to be? Not just to close it or settle the loan when we actually go to to make the final purchase, but um, you know the ongoing and how that will change with taxes and insurance and so forth. Sure, yeah, no, definitely, it's very important. Yeah, you want to keep your debt service within around 28 of your monthly income. Don't want to exceed that because now you're eating into that money is going to be necessary for ongoing. Okay, twenty eight percent. That's cool. Yeah. Yep, it's a good number. Mm-hmm. And you know when you think about that. Um, I'm trying to think when we bought our first house. Yeah. Yeah. When we bought our first house, we were both working um, and we had, I guess we'd been married about two and a half years or something like that. And we bought the house and then uh, my wife got pregnant and we had our first child and she quit work. Right. And um, fortunately I was in a position where I was 
at, at a low end of things, just starting out in, in my career and I was building. And so I, I was able to overcome and take, you know, make up her income. But if I hadn't been, if I had been in a more of a fixed income and just a gradual uh, salary increase type situation over the years, it could have been really tough for us and, and tough to hang on to that, that house with her not working. So you want to think what's sustainable as far as the employment situations for each of you. And, and you know, there's always the unexpected, like a pandemic where you might be out of work for a while or whatever. That's why you have the emergency fund first. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but, you know, just think about that. What's really going to happen going down the road in all likelihood or what's the possibilities there? And, you know, part of that that would help is make sure you've eliminated your other debt first. Don't be in the habit of using debt uh, to uh, meet the current needs. Uh, just get rid of it. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I used to listen to Dave Ramsey years ago, but I got tired of it because I just thought he's just so mean to these people on there. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you just got to be uh, mean uh, to people. Some, <laughs> to say, some, some people hear like me. It. Yeah. <laughs> some people have to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, a firm hand, I guess. Yeah. What is it? Tough love, right? Yeah. There Tough you go. Love. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, and and one thing just about financing, uh, you know, usually you hear you want to put twenty percent down. Yeah. So hundred thousand dollars. Uh, on a house, you want to have twenty thousand down payment. Uh, Five hundred thousand. Guess what? <laughs> and that's you want to have and that's where we yeah that's where we get into trouble, Mike. And it's tough. Like it's right. really tough to do. And if you're coming across, you know, the, your quote unquote dream home, and you're uh -huh. not quite there, I, I get it. And, and that's yeah. where we get that little extra. But just be prepared for right. that extra cost that it's gonna, that you're going to be dealing with. And mo and that's I think right. most people get stuck with that. Yeah, that mortgage protection insurance is is can be a killer. It can be it's, it just increases your monthly outgo to service that debt. Yeah, and it's not protecting you; it's protecting the mortgage company. So uh, there are some creative things to do, and that's why you want to talk to a really good mortgage broker because uh, they can do things like using a home equity line of credit to pick up the balance yeah. of the twenty percent yeah. you need and eliminate the mortgage protection insurance, and then you can just focus on paying that down real quick and move on. Well, let so, me let me ask you a final question, just kind of on mm -hmm. this. If let's say you want to, especially if you're younger folks or even if you're older, but whatever, and you're thinking about you want to buy, you want to have this uh, dream home or whatever, your final home, whatever the case might be. I don't care. Whatever right. category you want to put it into. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. you decide to buy the land first so that you can mm -hmm. work on that for a little while and right. then eventually build on it. Does that help? Does that go towards anything? Does that make a difference? Sure does. Yeah. That's, that's part of your equity, your, um, your, your, your final cost. When you go to get that house appraised for purposes of getting your mortgage, uh -huh. you know, how much can I qualify for and what percentage is my down payment now with the cash I have available? It's if you've got paid for land, it's, it's part of your down payment. I mean, okay. Paid just, for land. Okay. So yeah. not still making payments on the land. Right. Right. Yeah. Acquire the land, pay for it, and then do your mortgage. That's that. You know, and and if it's not paid for, you're going to roll it into the mortgage, right? Sure. So let's okay. just say you you bought the land for I don't know forty thousand sure. dollars, whatever. Right. Yeah. And you've paid off thirty of it, so you you've got ten thousand dollars more due. You build the house, you roll that ten thousand into it, but that thirty thousand, whatever, uh, you know, that that's part of your down payment, not not in just pure dollars, but in terms of the overall appraisal. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. So, yeah. Um, well, so, there you go. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth uh, worth uh, doing that. You know, if you know where you want to be and you got time to uh, wait on it, and, and uh, yeah, you know, it's that's just kind of what I was thinking, right? Maybe maybe mm -hmm. it's one of those situations where you're while you're working on some of these other bullet points that you gave us, uh, it's yep. like, hey, we're not quite there yet, but we 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 found the spot. You know, let's get mm -hmm. the land and and we'll work our way towards it, and then in a couple of years, whatever that might be, you know, then mm -hmm. you 
you know, then you've got your builder lined up and you've got, you've thought about your design and, you know, all that kind of stuff or yeah. whatever the case is. Yeah, exactly. Then you it's can not go always build. possible in a neighborhood uh, you know, to do that because a lot of times the neighborhood has restrictions. You got to build within a year of acquiring the land or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it might. It might and don't get me started good. on an HOA, but my, my advice <laughs> to young people is avoid them like the plague. But Amen. <laughs> they are the worst. It, it, it's not so much the concept, I think, of the HOA. I think it's the people who wind up wa- wanting to. It's kind of like politicians if you want mm. to be in charge of your hoa you probably shouldn't be <laughs> and, that's right. and if i've offended someone sorry yeah, that's <laughs> i've right had some that. bad luck with hoas and and their uh you know i don't know power trips but anyway yes yeah, yeah. that can happen yeah. that's for sure yeah all right well good stuff uh i think that's a great conversation great information for really just any it's not just young families i think that could be yeah. useful for just about anybody so as always we appreciate the content here on the show and if you've got some questions about that that you want to dig into further well a couple of things with a podcast you can always you know play it again that way you can go back through and listen to the part that uh, maybe you missed or didn't quite understand or something that resonated with you. Of course, you can do that by subscribing, and that way you just know, you know you're getting the content when it comes out on whatever platform you like, Apple, Google, Spotify, so on and so forth. Or if you have questions, just reach out to Mike. Uh, shoot him an email, stop by the website, whatever the case is. You can find all that information that you need at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. And uh, Mike, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Good topic. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. I enjoyed uh, having the uh, conversation with you about this, and I hope it's been helpful to folks. As always, it's all part of that strategic planning that we talk about here on the show. So do yourself a favor and make sure that you're having those conversations for yourself. Reach out to a qualified professional like Mike if you need some help, and you can find him at, again, Strategic Planning Corporation, spcinvesting.com. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.